Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode 19. One closer to 20, and for our intergalactic listeners, um, welcome to Earth, third rock from the sun. <laughs> hey, dim the lights, lock, lock the, the door. door, it's time, because we're covering, yeah. it's finally time, we're covering Mr. Joe Diffie. I'm so excited for this episode, and have been for weeks. Yeah, yeah, this one's been a long time coming. Joe's one that we, uh, we've we listened to a lot through yeah. the years, a lot together. Yeah, one of our um, top artists, I would say for sure. Yeah, for sure. And there's plenty of plenty of good things to say about Joe Diffie. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. So strap in, hold on, and you know what else? Happy Valentine's Day. Yep, Happy Valentine's Day. From if, us to you. <laughs> if you're listening, because I mean, if you're free today, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least we're here to help you. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to all. And, you know, as he said, if you're with your significant other, dim the lights, lock the door, listen to the Chattahoochee podcast together. That's <laughs> What better way to spend yes. with the one that you love? Yeah. And us. We're in the background. And us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just assume that you're also talking about us. So yeah. <laughs> we're here with you. Happy February 14th. Caleb, would you like to go through some uh, This Day in Country Music History? I would. I feel like there's got to be some, you know, interesting history for sure on Valentine's Day of all days throughout country music history. Well, one of the, um, the, uh, I guess I would, I would call the uh, biggest ladies' men of all time in country music, George Jones. Yeah. Get you a time machine. Go back to 1955 on this day. George Jones was on the country charts with "Why Baby Why," which is a fantastic yeah, song. Really is. It's a great song. That was his first chart single, and it peaked at number four, and he had apparently had several unsuccessful singles after that. But, you know, you can't keep a good man down. He Cannot. would <laughs> he would go on to have uh, probably 750, you know, yeah. top hits after that. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's fast forward to 1977. Dolly Parton released her... 18th solo studio album. That is nuts. New Harvest First Gathering. It was um it was her first self-produced record and it kind of aimed specifically at the pop charts. And uh, you know, don't stop there cuz Dolly never stops. No, She's she eternal. Doesn't. She she never stops. She never yeah. will. 1978, a year later, no surprise here, she was at number 1 on the US Country Music Album Chart with Here You Come Again. Classic. Fantastic record. Classic. Very good. Her 19th solo studio album. It had um, a lot of crossover success and scored her a number three on the U.S. pop singles charts. That's impressive. That's that's crazy. How nuts that she dropped 19 <laughs> albums already and yeah. continues to drop albums. Yeah. And all of them are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Dolly is eternal. Like and she said in an interview, it might have even been on a podcast that I listened to some interviews of her. Like she said that she has enough songs recorded and written that if they wanted to, they could release new Dolly Parton songs a hundred years yeah. after she passes away. A hundred years. Wow, that's insane. She's got big plans. Yeah, even after she's gone. Yeah. I don't know why we can't just go ahead and um, write in Dolly for president. 
next time? Like, how does she not make the whole country and I, world a better place? How does she not bring us all together? Like, if anybody could, Dolly. It would be she, Dolly. She's an amazing person. She even just, I don't know if you've seen this, just recently announced that uh, she's going to cover tuition and yes. for Dollywood employees for furthering education. Uh, can like, we move? Can we move, yeah. And just do that? And just appreciate Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Will she like go back and pay off our, our student loans, though, if we start working there? Mm, that, uh, it's worth too, a try. To be determined, yeah. <laughs> it's worth a try. And if she does it, I mean, you live at Dollywood and work there, so. Does it get any better? <laughs> it like, couldn't get, you know. It I would only want to go to college to to come back and further <laughs> build on the empire that is Dollywood. So. Yeah. So. I mean, I'll be glad to be a soldier in Dolly's army. Yes. You know. Sign us up. So where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 1979. Okay. Taken from the soundtrack to the film of the same name. Every Which Way But Loose by Eddie Rabbit was at number one on the country chart. Did you know this existed? Because I did not. I did not. I need to do some YouTube searching on that one. This song, or well, I guess Eddie Rabbit in particular, reminds me of when you and I used to play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas constantly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'd drive around, listen to the country station, and I love a rainy night would come on over only, and over. Yeah. Like, yes, only the country station. Yeah, <laughs> I love a rainy. You're like shooting people in the street. I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, and I hear that song come on. I'm in the car. I'm like, why do I feel like I want to hit a pedestrian? Like, that's not that's not okay. <laughs> but man, this song is great though. It's so right? good. <laughs> yeah all right um fast forward to 2011 glenn campbell the one and only rhinestone cowboy announced that he would release his final studio album in 2011 with a farewell tour to follow man glenn campbell amazing the it's like one of those artists too like the more i listen and the older i get the more and more i just appreciate his music yeah just so many gems in there. Yeah. I know we've talked about uh, Dwight Yoakam's cover of The Wichita Lineman. Yeah. Great song, great cover. Amazing. That I love that song. That's that's really good. And then um what's the one uh Gentle on My Mind? Yeah. That's an awesome song that I mean everybody's covered that song, but Alison Krauss's version of that rules. She takes it to a whole other oh level for the gosh, cover. Gosh, it's good. If you guys haven't heard that latest I mean, it's, it's several years old now, but the Allison Krauss solo record. Windy just, City? Is that what, really, I think yeah. it is. Oh, my gosh. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Me and Kelsey saw her on that tour in Charleston. Yeah. And she, she just blew the roof off of that place. Like, her voice just, it's great. And that brings us to the year of our Lord, 2022, when we dropped this Joe Diffie episode on you guys. And so it was, and it was amazing. And so it was, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I guess uh, if we do have Valentine's Day listeners, be they uh, solo listeners or with their partner, yep. um, maybe it would be a good idea to share some duets. Let's do with it. With the community, yeah. Let's do some it. Some of our favorite country duets. 
There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of bad ones, but there's also very many good ones. Yeah, so uh, buckle up. I guess we're going to take a ride on the uh, Chattahoochee River of Love. Yeah, get ready. Strap in. Hold on. So, like, man, where to go? Because there is, the duets are endless out there yeah. for amazing artists combining together, yeah. combining country music. And it's hard to pick. But um, it is. I'll, I'll hit the ground running here. Um, walk away, Joe. Oh, my God. Not really. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that's one of the uh, one of the only Trisha songs that I don't like want to jump out of the yeah. moving vehicle when I hear it. Her and Don Henley, good combo. Like, yeah. Can't beat that. Uh, okay, for real this time. Uh, <laughs> you know what was sad, though? Like, so so me and you and a couple of our buddies went together to see Garth in Charleston a few yeah. years ago. Phenomenal. I mean, it's everything that I had waited my whole life to see. Yeah. You know? And then some. And then some. And then they put Trisha up there for a few songs. And everybody sat down. That was everybody's intermission, bathroom break. Yeah. Concession. You know, some rest for your knees. It's not it that. It was sad. It was bad in any means. It's just that those people, a lot of those people there, like, you know mm. how hard it was to go see Garth at yeah. any point when he toured Oh yeah, uh, in the 90s. But we're just like, I'm here waiting my whole life for this, like, yeah. us, to see Garth. Yep. So, like, I want two and a half hours of Garth Brooks. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah. And thank God he came back out and just kept crushing it after that. He's like, man, you're going you're going to play hit after hit from the past 30 years yeah. and then give me... Trisha Yearwood, come on, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad he redeemed himself and came out and did, like, another hour, however yeah. long, you know. Top three concert, for sure. Gosh, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Like, at that point, you don't even care about the bodies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of let it slip from your mind. Like, you know, Garth, like, you do you, man. Friends in low places. <laughs> Wait, what's that mean? Where are they buried? How low are they buried, Garth? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was his birthday the other day, uh-huh. and uh, you know he posts these these awesome stories and Studio that, that G does. videos and all this stuff, and uh, the comment section was ridiculous. I like bet. everybody's just asking, "Where is my family, Garth? <laughs> Where are the bodies, Garth?" Oh. <laughs> One day we'll know the truth. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> so for reals this time, um, picture Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, actually, though, um, Dan Sills and Marie Osmond, "Meet Me in Montana." Yes, yeah, that's a great song. I want to see the mountains in your eyes. <laughs> that's a that's an acceptable Dan Seals song. Yeah, it's. Better than Bop with you, so it's big energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All night long. <laughs> um, but man, when this one comes out in like on the car, mm-hmm. like I'm driving around, if I have passengers or if I don't, sorry, not sorry, I'm probably screaming the words yeah. to this. But you're probably doing her part. Oh yeah, you know yeah, the Marie part. No. <laughs> the harmony on that is great, though. Like the the vocals, how they go together on the chorus. It's a very well-written song, too. Like, it really is. Like, you can't beat it. Yeah, I agree. 
I've had all this life I can handle. Meet me underneath <laughs> that big Montana sky. Yeah. Okay, I've been holding on to this one since episode two, the Reba episode. Mm-hmm. Reba with Vince Gill, the heart won't lie. Oh, the video is super weird and doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's also like super theatrical and yeah. all this stuff. The song is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. What a those combo two together. Of vocalists, yeah, like oh, some gosh. of the most talented vocalists to exist. Yeah, Not just in country, just. Just be period. Yeah. Just period. Reba is a duet machine. Like, she's got a lot of really good duets. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> okay, well, you got... Uh, my next one for the Chattahoochee River of Love... Yeah. Uh, ...would be Reba and Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. If you see him. Oh, my god. Tell him I'm doing fine. That is a heartbreaking song. Yeah. If you're flying solo out there, don't... Maybe wait till tomorrow <laughs> and listen to that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just what can there aren't words to describe how good that collaboration is. Yeah. Like it's just a she spectacular heard. song and experience. I tell you what's what's fun with that song. That's a fun one for karaoke. Yeah. But the, the last time me and Kelsey did karaoke, we did this song. Mm-hmm. But I took Reba's part and she took <laughs> Ronnie Dunn's part. Oh. <laughs> If you want to. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. That's a great song. Not their only duet together. No. Hey, cowgirls don't cry. They don't cry. No. We'll never yeah, see it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Clint Black with Lisa Hartman Black. When I said I do. That's a really good one. I meant that I will for the end of all to the end of all time. That's, yeah. man. That's like I bet that was in every wedding in from like ninety five till oh, like yeah. two thousand five, you know. Yeah, for <laughs> quite a probably had a very good run at weddings. <laughs> also really good harmonies on that. Gosh. Yeah, they're goodness. a great pair together. They really are. Yeah, very good. They've been touring together a lot too, which I bet is an awesome show to go to. I bet it would yeah. be. I bet it would be. I bet he'd be fun to meet. I'd like to meet yeah. Clint Black. He's on a list. Like that's somebody I want to go see. Yeah. Like really bad. Oh my gosh, yes. If he comes close, we gotta go. We're going. Well, the great Sammy Kershaw was close recently, but it was mm. during that snowstorm and it got canceled. It was like an acoustic evening with the Sammy Kershaw. That'd be great. He just popped the back doors open to that van and sit there with an acoustic <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Bowl of candy, maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> Dollar General parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sammy. Okay, I've got one more for you. Okay. Um, This is a duet that involves the great Merle Haggard. Okay. Probably my favorite Merle Haggard song, which is The Way Love Goes. But back in um, 99 at the CMA Awards, he performed this with Jewel. And there's a video out there where you can catch that. I I don't know this. Yeah, and find it on the YouTube. Okay. But, man, what a combo. Because, like, you know, she's got some real, real way up there range. Yeah. And they right. just sound wonderful together. Yeah. And Both very unique voices, yeah. too. And it's a song that I always love hearing new covers of. So what what is the song? Uh, that's The Way Love Goes. Oh, yeah. so it's, oh, my gosh, those yeah. two together on that song? Yeah. I bet that is cool. Quite the performance. I will be looking that one up. 
Okay, I have two. Permission to do two more. Yep. Okay, one. Hang on, let's check with the higher-ups. Oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, checks out. All right. Okay, two of my favorite singers of all time here. Mm -hmm. Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. Leanne Womack. Mendocino oh, County Line. Man, I forget about what that. What a song. How could I forget? It's so amazing. It's a good song. It's a really well-written song. I'm going to have to listen to that immediately after this episode. Oh, gosh. I'll plug up the ox here, and we'll, yeah. we'll get it spinning We'll there. have a moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking beforehand that, um, that we should mention Marty Stewart and Travis Tritt. But I'm going to. Yeah. This one's going to hurt you for, for a long, long, long time. time. That It's a great, great song. I just wish like, as many Travis and Marty albums as there are, I wish there were that many, you know, individually, I wish there was that many yeah. of them together. Like yes. if they would have just been a duo for years yeah. and years. Yeah. Like I wish they could like just go on now and just make yeah. a record or two together. Like people that were meant to sing songs together right there. Yeah. Like you can tell, they just have like, like artistic chemistry yeah. together. Like they have fun as a as a team, you know. And that is our Chattahoochee River of Love. Y'all come back now. <laughs> <laughs> as the years go by, we'll have quite the Valentine's Day playlist, you know. Yeah, around. yeah. And um. You know, you can't always stick to the the regular format of, you know, 85 to 99. Every once in a while, you're going to get some stuff earlier than that. There's yeah. actually a lot of really good classic duets. Oh, yeah. And here and there, after, like that uh, that Willie Nelson, Leanne Womack, that came out, like, after the 90s, you know. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's our podcast, so we can do whatever we want. Yep. <laughs> We make the rules. Let's check with the higher ups. Oh, once again, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They there said, we, they said, keep green rolling, light. guys. Go. Yep. <laughs> Our producer said to just keep going. So, <laughs> there's just a cardboard cutout of Alan Jackson in the corner. That's where we look to for our cues. We just strapped a, head, a pair of headphones on him, and yeah. <laughs> he's holding a charcuterie board, various meats and cheeses. A Thanks again, board, Alan. If you will. <laughs> It's always five o'clock somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I guess we should um, we could mention before we get into it with the um, the pickup man, we could um, just talk a little bit about how well the 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 Tim McGraw episode was received. Yeah, that that has aside from the Alan Jackson episode, which was episode one. That was our fastest growing episode. Yeah, thank you all so much for checking us out Absolutely. and listening. Uh, hopefully you had a great time, and hopefully you're here again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know, uh, I mean, Tim McGraw moves the needle, you know. Yeah. People people have feelings about Tim McGraw. It's his love. It's his, it just does something to him, you know. Yeah. Notice we did leave off that song from our yeah. duets playlist. <laughs> 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 but nevertheless... People have things to say about Tim McGraw. Yeah. You know? And if you caught the episode and you had top tracks that weren't our top tracks, let us know. We want to hear them. We want to add would, them to our yeah. top tracks playlist. Absolutely. I mean, it ain't going to hurt my feelings a bit. No. You know? It's just more Tim McGraw I get to listen to. <laughs> it's true. 
We're all country boys and girls getting down on the farm. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Okay, well, now to get into Joe Diffie. How's that sound? The history of the diff? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Okay, Joe was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1958. You know, he was living on Tulsa time, yeah. like Don Williams. <laughs> you know, so, so he was born into a family of talented musicians and singers. And he, you know, he'd follow suit and he'd s- start singing along to records from his dad's collection and performing with his family at an early age. Which, you know, a lot of this is stuff that I I didn't know about the yeah. diff, you know. I didn't know. So they, they even claimed that he could... He could sing harmony at the age of three. I believe it with those eyes. Like, what couldn't I, he do? I just imagine a little three-year-old Joe with Diffie mullet. with the mullet, mullet and the mustache. <laughs> Perfect pitch. <laughs> so music wasn't necessarily his idea of work, but um, at first he wanted to pursue a uh, a career in the medical field, which what, crazy. I'm just saying, like, if I'm in the hospital and – Joe Diffie, medicine man, walks in. I have no worries. I have no concerns. It's going to be fine. I'm going in good hands. <laughs> so as he got a little bit older, he um, his music kind of started taking priority for him. In high school, he was, he was doing a lot of sports, which another great visual. Football, baseball, golf, track. Like, I want to see Joe Diffie. In some track shorts, is just Don't outrunning literally everybody yeah. else. Again, with the mullet and the mustache, you know. In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> and he would also start playing in a rock band with his friends. And that would just, you know, further his passion for music. Yeah. So, you know, he graduates high school, and he enrolled at, at college at Cameron University in Oklahoma. And of course, you know he was—he—he uh, he still at this point wanted to go into the medical field, but you know it didn't really pan out that way. He ended up dropping out, and he took up several jobs to pay his bills while he worked on his songwriting. Yeah, you know he—he—he he, he worked in the oil fields. He drove a cement truck. I mean, and and this whole time, like he's kind of um, to me, I feel like he's making himself into like this blue collar guy that he would end up like portraying in yeah. like the majority of his songs. And like you know? probably get a lot of songwriting inspiration. Yeah. Just, like living this kind of life while he's also trying to make this musical career happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he would do that and he, um, he got a job in a, uh, a foundry that, which, you know, that's, that's cool. That's, that's some crazy work. Yeah. <laughs> And he'd play on the side with a gospel group called Higher Purpose and also a bluegrass group called Special Edition. What a great name. Like to, I like to hear that stuff. Yeah. I bet it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we uh, we listened to an interview with, with was it Bobby Bones? Mm. The interview, he's, he's talking about like, he was asking him like, did the guys have you ever sing at the Foundry and stuff like that? And Yeah. This is a, <laughs> it's a cool thought. To think about, like, hey, Joe, literal Joe Diffie, Diffie won't you yeah. sing us one? Yeah. Like, not having any clue what. Like, I used to work with that guy. I'm like, yeah, whatever, pal. Like, sure. Sure. Sure you did. Yep. <laughs> so with the money that uh, that Joe made working and playing music on the side, 
he was building a studio to cut demos, which I thought this was super cool. Yeah, you like know, he's really is, all in for his craft. Like. Yeah, yeah. So he would do that, and then he would send his his tracks off to publishers in Nashville. And in 1986, which this ended up being the best thing musically to ever happen to yeah. the guy. In 1986, the Foundry shut down, laid everybody off. So yeah, um, the Foundry Works um, closed his doors, and he found himself in a hard place where he had to file bankruptcy and you know kind of sell his studio to mm. make it financially. Um, and as one would be after you know spending several months kind of down and out and depressed. Yeah. He decided, you know what? I'm gonna pack up my bags. We're going to Nashville. Like, what? What do I got at this point? What do I got to lose? Yeah. What like, better let's time? Let's go for it. Um, and immediately, you know, a few weeks there, met with a a bumpy start. Yeah. And probably still feeling pretty down and out right. from the course, uh, things, the way things have went for him. He was ready to pack up and go back. Yeah. Um, but he'd kind of find, you know, some comfort and some words of wisdom uh, from his dad, and he was like, you know, if if you don't have a goal, you don't have anything to shoot for. He's like, you know. Do something every day towards your music. That's cool. Uh, which is cool anyway, because like yeah. in, in that interview, he kind of talks about stuff, you know, like feeling kind of like if I went to bed that day and I didn't touch my guitar, I'd get back up out of bed and, and play yeah. for five or ten minutes. You know? That's cool. Just, just to really it's com- like Michael Jordan energy. Yeah, you know? for real. Like, <laughs> he's just Joe's out there shooting free throws essentially for hours and hours. <laughs> Musical th- free throws. <laughs> you know, so the, uh, feeling inspired, you know, trying to put those um, – words into practice and take them to heart um he's working at the gibson guitar warehouse which is awesome cool job yeah um and you know he's spending his time in between shifts uh writing songs and cutting demos um and the hard work and dedication you know finally pays off in 1989 uh artist holly dunn recorded the track that he wrote um there goes my heart again and he even got to sing backup vocals on that, which is like a great way to plug himself. Like, hey, I wrote this yeah. song. Here's my voice. What do you think? Right. right. That's some like Vince Gill kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that uh, song finds it all the way into the top five. And Joe finds himself kind of being the talk of the town, you know. Yeah. Big cat on the block. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Um, so shortly after, he lands himself a record contract with Epic, uh, Epic Records, releases the debut album, uh, Thousand Winding Roads, in 1990. Mm. Which would produce two number one hits for him. Um, the first being Home. Fantastic song. Yeah. And um, Striking Gold again with If the Devil Danced in Empty Pockets, which is a fantastic <laughs> it song. It rules. Yeah. It rules. You know? So he'd made it. He'd struck gold. Um, yeah. A ship that Joe never thought would come in, it had arrived. It had arrived. And we all found ourselves propped up against the jukebox. <laughs> Listening to this pickup man <laughs> with the honky tonk attitude for years and years to come. Still to this day. To this day. <laughs> Prop him up. Prop him up, man. Big thanks to Joe for all he did for us. Yeah, R.I.P. to Joe. <laughs> a legend. And a yeah. Friend. yeah. <laughs> I wish we, I wish that we were friends with Joe Diffie. Yeah. Like. That's a hurtful one to think that, like, I'll never get to experience that yeah. concert experience. Yeah. You did, though, right? You, I did. Um, I think I touched on that last episode. Um, that was a pretty cool one because it was kind of like a like a random thing. I, I, I don't guess I knew about that that concert. It was like in one of those artist series on yeah. the river things in Huntington. And uh, it was down at the riverfront. And 
I kind of went spur of the moment, and I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And and I knew, like, I, I think the crowd was kind of driven away because it was supposed to come like this massive thunderstorm, yeah. which it did. But uh, so he comes out, you know, third rock from the sun, fantastic. He played, and he knew that, like, okay, my minutes up here are numbered, so I'm just going to play as many hits. Just crank as, them out. And he did. Like, I don't know if he played any songs but, like, one that I wasn't, like, extremely familiar with. Yeah. And, and he just delivered them. Like, just his, like, persona on stage was, like, it kind of reminded me of, um, I don't know, like a Porter Wagner kind of thing. Mm. Like, he had a ton of fun up yeah. there. Like, he was just, like, cutting jokes between songs yeah. and, like, goofing and stuff like that. But he was also fantastic. Yeah. Well, just living his dream, you know. Like, yeah. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, and he was doing it. I think he had, um, um, don't quote me on this, but it might have been like his oldest son was like on tour with him at the time, like mm. just singing vocal harmonies with him, which That's is cool. cool. I mean, obviously they're like the best sounding harmonies are like like family harmonies. Yeah. Big Diff and Little Diff. Yeah, yeah. Big Diff, Little Diff. And uh, he had a shirt on that said Little Diff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought one. Though. <laughs> I said, how much for that shirt, mister? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he he also like at one point played more locally. Even that um, I was, we were probably young kids at the time. But yeah. my mom went and saw him. He came to the Coldfield Jamboree. Man, can you imagine? Yeah, oh, it's right there, and we you know, yeah. I couldn't drive myself. I was like eight to ten, yeah. probably. Like, I <laughs> it's frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be uncommon for these parts, but it no, would be yeah. frowned upon. <laughs> So what do you think? Would you like to get into our Joe Diffie top tracks? I would. Okay. I definitely would. Um, before we go that far, talking mm-hmm. about top tracks, there's one song in particular that, oh. um, you know, we don't really discuss our top tracks, but if we hear, like, something we've never heard, we're like, hey, you should check this out while you're listening. Or, <laughs> I found this. This is hilarious. Like, definitely give this a listen. Um, and we had one of those occasions. <laughs> Which was a song by the name of Good Brown Gravy from Joe Diffie. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that. If you've heard it, please reach out and tell us that you've heard it and let us know your opinions of it. I personally had never heard this song. Never knew it existed. I just seen it while scrolling and I was like, I need to at least give this 30 seconds. I need to hear what's going on. <laughs> and then listen to the whole thing because I can't yeah. stop. Yeah. yeah, I definitely listened to the entire track. And I also followed along with the lyrics because the lyrics of this song They're, are a trip. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> so um, the premise of this song is, well, good round gravy. <laughs> He's got the perfect yeah. recipe. Yeah. You know? So I guess that he just makes the best gravy <laughs> in town. And it's so good that people in the neighborhood are trying to break down the doors of his home, I would assume, to get said gravy. <laughs> Hey, well, you can eat it from a biscuit. Yeah. You can sop, sop it, it from, from a, a pan. pan. Yeah. You can lick it off your fingers when it's running down your hand. Yeah. <laughs> if I could get a notion, I'd start a big promotion. I'd put it in a bottle. Call it biscuit lotion. <laughs> biscuit lotion. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to make myself call gravy biscuit <laughs> yeah, lotion from, from now here on. on. Yeah. Go through Tudor's drive through <laughs> I get a side of biscuit lotion. I'm sorry, what, like, what? sir? <laughs> Is this semi-cursion all again? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, from here on out, the official term for gravy of the Chattahoochee podcast is biscuit, biscuit lotion. Biscuit lotion. Shirt's coming soon. <laughs> I wake up every morning with a knocking at my door. You can't keep them waiting when they're yelling for more. They're just one that good brown gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's got the, the family recipe. and Yeah, he says that I used to think they were after me. Oh, but they're just after my recipe for that good brown gravy. Yep. Brown gravy. <laughs> I just had, when I was listening to it, I had this like um, image in my mind of like Joe getting up in the morning, putting on a pot of coffee and be like, I want to make some gravy. But first, yeah. let me make sure my windows are locked. <laughs> let me close the curtains. Let me lock three deadbolts. I know what happened last time. Because every time I try to make this gravy, everybody comes knocking at the door. <laughs> So that's your number one top track, right? Yep, and we're done. Yeah. yeah. See you guys. What's that? A- Good yeah, AJ's cardboard AJ says wrap her up. Sorry. <laughs> He's giving us the hand signal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, guys. That's all she wrote. But yeah, if like I said, if you've heard the song, reach out. What do you, what's your opinions of it? If you haven't heard it, take the time, take the three minutes and go listen and then get back to us. <laughs> and you're welcome. You're welcome, yeah. <laughs> We all get to experience it together. Yep. <laughs> okay, top tracks. This was hard. This was really hard. This was very difficult. Because he's one of those artists that, like, I love I love them all the same. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's like trying to pick your favorite kid or something. Yeah. It's like, I love all of you equally. Yep. It's really, really difficult to pick. So what we usually do, I know we go through this um, this spiel, spiel, however you want to say that, every time. But um, so me and Caleb both have five top tracks apiece of whatever artist it is that we're covering, plus three honorable mentions apiece. And we don't know what the other person has picked, so that's where the uh, that's where the fun comes in. But it always ends up good. Yeah, that is for sure. There's some. Cold dead eyes sometimes, but yep. it's all good in the end. Yep. 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 So how about um you lead us off, lead off battery here with your first honorable mention. Okay. A song that I feel like had to be included is Honky Tonk Attitude. I'm not gonna fight you on that. No. That's a great song. It's really good. It's, it's a really, really yeah. good song. Um it's you know, uh from his third album and of course the first single. It's called Honky Tonk Attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Joe Diffie co-wrote this one, and it made it all the way to number five. As it's it, good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, but he's right. You know, I think we all just kind of need this Friday night, get right, honky tonk attitude. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we're missing in today's country. Uh, I mean, sometimes it ends up even being like a two-step, three-step, out-of-step country groove. But that's yeah. okay, you know. Yeah. It's completely fine. It's It's good, you know. <laughs> Not as good as the gravy, but it's good. Close. <laughs> Close. <laughs> also a big fan of the music video for this one. Yes. Because like it's meant to be a honky tonk, but I guess I don't know if it's just you know, the honky tonk <laughs> attitude is so big there that yeah. they're like, This honky tonk doesn't work, so we're gonna move it into what looks like a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the, the Charleston Civic Center of yeah. honky tonks. <laughs> and it's also the honky tonk attitude is so big that we feel inclined to put the drummer on a 12-foot riser. <laughs> is that he skillet? Is, he's way up there. <laughs> like, if he falls, he's hurting something. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hope he's got like a it's safety a harness skillet. on. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. It's a skillet. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, not enough pyro. He races up and he starts revolving. <laughs> yeah, great song, great video representation of like you know just country music videos in the '90s in general, and yeah. how over the top the budget was. Sometimes it seems like. I mean, we're we're blessed to still have these videos of proof as how yeah. crazy the music industry was. If we lost that media, no one would be like, you, "Are you making this up?" I'm like, no, <laughs> it's true. It's real. It's true. <laughs> All right, my number eight, my first honorable mention is a ballad. So help me, girl. It's a good song. It is. It's a good song. You can't help yourself, can you? I can't. No. I, I just can't help myself. <laughs> so help me, girl. It's another one. This the the video. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I rewatched it to try to yeah. decipher what the heck's going on. He's just like writing, like the one. She's just like getting ready, really, really slow. Yeah. And <laughs> the, here's what upset me about it is that they have this actor in there right that plays, I guess, like her uh, romantic interest. Yeah. Kind of like long hair, uh, uh, physically fit. I right. guess you would say, but everyone has their own definition of physically fit. Yeah. And to me, I don't know why they got that guy. Cause like, Diffie's a solid you, ten. You like, got Joe Diffie right he there. He is physically fit. Don't pay a, yeah. a, an extra actor. Just use Joe Diffie. Use Joe. Like <laughs> preferred romantic interest of this guy, yeah. Joe Diffie. Come yeah. on. How are we supposed to believe this if he's not playing the lead? <laughs> <laughs> this is not at all believable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't help myself. This song, I feel like this song could be, this easily could have been a John Michael Montgomery song. Because, you know, John Michael had a lot of those, like, kind of like slower ballad. Piano driven. Yeah. It's it's good. I, I like his vocal delivery on this song. I like I like in his music videos and his album covers that he always wanted to play like these quirky looking acoustic guitars. Every once in a while he played like the, like was some it, sweet Gibson, but I couldn't. I watched those and I couldn't discern. Was it like it kind of looks like the body style of an ovation, but it's kind of like a weird acoustic thin line or something? Yeah. Like, did you see a brand like a? See, I thought it was some kind of weirdo Gibson thing. Yeah. But it might not have been. Um, but yeah, he played some different looking guitars. Yeah. Truly unique. Yeah, I mean, you know, he himself was pretty unique, so. Well, I have sense. no beef at all with your positioning of that because So Help Me Girl is my number seven. My well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that one dropped from uh, the album Third Rock from the Sun. A super popular two, song. Third, it made it all the way to number two on the charts. Mm. As you said, it's just dun, 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 it's a beautiful song, and... Uh, really clever hook there in the wording, you know. Yeah. I can't help myself. So help me, so girl. Help me girl. I think that he could sing any style of country music and it'd be good. He's you really know? got some range when it comes he to, does. Like, uh, you know, genres within country music yeah. and what he's capable of. Yeah, just thinking through, like, all the hits that he has, like, there's such variety. You, you get know? it all, yeah. Like he could do so much stuff. It's it was just cool. He got real uh, honky tonk songs, some um, great ballads. He has some great novelty songs. I've, yeah. I found it odd that like when I listened um, to a lot of these songs over the last few weeks, 
that like do you ever have the thing where you're like I'm listening to this artist and it really gives me an urge or a desire to listen to someone else too. Yeah. Well, it made me want to listen to George Jones. Yeah. And I listened to a yeah. lot of George Jones and then like watching random interviews or research and it was like, oh, big inspiration for Joe himself. Yeah. That this makes complete sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And that kind of uh kind of segues into my number seven. Oh which yeah. is New way to light up an old flame. Nice. Because this song is just straight up George Jones. Yeah. It just sounds like if if George Jones sang the song, it would be great. Yeah. Like it would be, you could almost interchange the two. Yeah. But I feel like he's he's kind of like tapping into his inner George Jones and his like delivery when, how he starts. Oh, I actually just started it on my phone. My bad. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how he, um, how, how he starts out super low. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find, that's such a George Jones thing really to is, do. Yeah. But it's it's so much fun too, you know. It sounds like a classic, classic country song. Did it put you in mind of any particular uh George song or just all encompassing? Um, yeah, I think kind of all encompassing, especially like the like the earlier stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Like not so much his later later stuff, but um in the vein of like white lightning and stuff like that. Yeah, it drew me to a very particular song that I don't that I love, but just don't listen to a ton, mm-hmm. which was uh, "The King Is Gone." Oh, yeah, but oh yeah, it's <laughs> like the the lyrics of that are just something else. Yeah, he was he was one of a kind. They'll never oh, be yeah. another. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. we're up to our, what, number six? Yeah, our last honorable mention here. Mm. Um, for me, it's going to be Ships That Don't Come In. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's a fantastic, uh, well-written song. And yeah. I feel like it's a song. It's one of those songs that are like, like yeah, anybody could probably sing this. But yeah. is anybody going to give it all they got as good as Jody if he does in this? Right. Um, peaked at number five on the charts. But... The real kicker is, is it also managed to hang around on the charts for over half the year. So does it really need to be number one if it's charting for over half of the year? Like, wow. That's a really popular song. I think the song itself, I think that it's it's kind of a bummer as far as, like, the content of the song. I mean, it's Mm. a sad song. Yeah. But it's also very good. We all know that country music is really great for making you feel terrible feelings in the best way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not always, but sometimes these really, really sad country songs are also some of the best ones, you yeah. know? Has that nice little catchy uh, riff on the acoustic guitar? Yeah, that's good. Um, this one was actually co-wrote by um, Dave Gibson, who wrote some other great country songs that I love personally, and okay. I bet you will too. Uh, Queen of Memphis. Oh. Yeah. Uh, another one from the same artist, uh, Daddy Never Was, The Cadillac Con. That's a good song. Yeah. Some and things just shimmer and shine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he taught us about love. <laughs> um, <laughs> and another one I love a lot, um, Montgomery Gentry, Lonely and Gone. Really? Yeah. Oh, he wrote that too. In the house on the corner. That's a resume. That's, um, good. That's good stuff. Speaking of Montgomery Gentry. Okay. 
<laughs> How many times have you ever said that? Uh, I said it like 12 times last week. It's, it's my common segue speaking for me. Of, <laughs> speaking of, and John Edison says, we're not but talking about not Kevin Gentry. Gentry. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't care about your Montgomery Gentry <laughs> fan theories. Like, I don't care about T. Roy. <laughs> Just shut up about <laughs> Just hear me out. His style was impeccable. <laughs> so, I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. I know. You have. Enough. Speaking of. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but speaking of Montgomery Gentry, um, when I wash dishes, it's like, I like to listen to music, you know. Yeah. It just makes it a more fun task. It's not so much a fun task. Right, yeah, I understand that. And I have certain songs, like, depending on what I'm doing, like, you know, chores around the house or work songs that I gravitate towards. Yeah. And Montgomery Gentry is my dishwashing jam. <laughs> Specifically this song, Lonely and Gone. Um, Hillbilly Shoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Daddy Won't Sell the Farm. Hey. I'm just looping those three <laughs> and shouting the words with earbuds in. Well, I... I, I would <laughs> I would imagine that uh, if you're wanting to do a quick job of washing the dishes, mm-hmm. that's probably Hillbilly Shoes, right? Yeah. Because you're going to burn it up to that song. I know? might lose some time because of dancing. <laughs> you're like clogging in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> There's water everywhere. Speaking of. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, do you have any uh, songs or artists you gravitate to for like, you know, like, oh man, I don't really want to do this. What's some inspiration to get to? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, if it comes to, if it comes to like, like, I don't like weed eating. I don't yeah. like it. Now, mowing grass, Fine. like I'll just throw anything on cause I just like mowing grass, listening to music, you know, yeah. that Hank is, Hill moment, yeah. it's a real Hank Hill moment <laughs> for me, but I don't like weed eating. I, I think I'm good at it. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's in my blood <laughs> to, yeah. be, to be good at it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I enjoy it. Mm-mm. But, like, I will find some just, like, random 90s country playlists. Like, that's something that I did a ton of, like, the past, I'd say the past two summers. Like, if like you can find, you can just start with an, an artist, you know, and look up similar playlist yeah. with these artists on it like i was on a huge reba kick there this past summer when i was weed eating yeah like i'm just like swinging that thing it's like 90 degrees outside yelling the lyrics <laughs> fancy <laughs> that and um what was another one that i listened to a lot Lori morgan oh yeah that's a good um <laughs> that's a good grass cutting for sure artist. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously right <laughs> And I think we have. No, no, I'll still have to give you my number six, don't I? Oh, yeah, one more, one more honorable mention here. If the Devil Danced in Empty Pockets. It's it's an amazing song. I like it. And that's one of those songs that gives me, like I said, you know, some heavy uh, George Jones vibes, like novelty style songs. Yeah. The guitar. Is number one, it's all over the place. Like the lead is like, yeah, he plays so many daggone notes, like on that intro alone. And it reminds me of like some old, like, like Storms of Life era Randy Travis stuff. Yeah, I can see like that. Like the really clean, like pristine kind of like really articulate notes on the lead. Yeah. Like it's not so much like, like jamming Toby Keith electric guitar, you know? <laughs> it's just like really clean, fun yeah. electric. 
I don't know. There's several things about this song that um, that I like a lot. Another being the music video. Did you go back and watch this one? <laughs> yeah, this one is. <laughs> it's a trip. Yeah, for like, especially to be on his debut album, they're like, let's go absolutely wild. Yeah, yeah. We got the money for this. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy. Like it's like you said, he had novelty songs. And, you know, the song itself, it's it's kind of silly, but in like a fun way, not like a Cletus T. Judd way. Yeah. You know? And the, I don't know, the video is almost too much. It's a little over the top. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. But um, I'm telling you what, it, I really have convinced myself that they based the parents off of, um, you remember that movie Matilda? Yeah. You know, her parents, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Like, with the the used car law and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they based that movie off of this music video. Not the other way around. I, yeah, I think that's canon. <laughs> that's actual history now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to put it on Wikipedia tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back you up. That's, this is what actually happened. Yeah, they, uh, they based the whole movie script off yeah. of that, that song, so... That's a fun fact for you. Yep. It's true, also. <laughs> <laughs> Devil dancing empty pockets. It's just so clever. It's lyrically so The bridge so on that is, I love the bridge on yeah. that. Like, they take it for a ride. And then that gigantic, like, piano solo out on, like, the end of the the bridge. <laughs> it, this is like that honky-tonk piano. Yes. It's just fun. It's a fun song. Amazing. So that is my number six. Well, that's all of our honorable mentions, sir. We are breaking into the top breaking five. In. And I don't know, I don't know what to expect here. I know how much we both love a lot of these Joe Diffie songs. Yeah. And you know, never listen to him. I'd be like, I feel like everybody's like, all oh, of that song. That's my that's my favorite so and so song. That's my favorite Joe mm-hmm. Diffie song or Tim McGraw or Alan Jackson. Right. But when you really sit down and try to determine what your favorite is <laughs> it's hard dude. it's really difficult <laughs> well i'll let off the honorable mentions do you want to lead off here on our top five sure sure i'm going to lead off with a song that I, I actually forgot existed for a little bit okay because it was not on one of his um just regular full-length studio albums mm-hmm. from his 1998 greatest hits record Texas size heartache. Yes, this song is so much fun, and it's it's so it's so cleverly written. It like the lyrics are so clever in it, and you got that that fun little that that catchy. Yeah, I like that song a lot. Um, just there, there's so many good lines, and it's all like Texas themed, obviously, yeah. like. Says something like, "When you left me in Amarillo, I, I cried crocodile tears in my pillow. Yeah. The bigger they are, the harder they fall." Like, gosh, that's this is good. Next level. Yeah, it's so good. Texas size heartache. Um, and it was re- it's refreshing to hear because we know. I mean, we've talked at length about how the closer you get to two thousand, the you know you kind of start noticing the shift. Yeah. In country music you know and we notably don't like that shift yeah you know but it's it's kind of refreshing that you know even in 1998 
he comes out with this heater, you know. Yeah, for it's real. just classic Joe Diffie, and it's just it's just country, you know. It really is love to it. the core. Absolutely love it. Well, speaking of number five is about heartaches. My number five is liquid heartache. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And this was weird because it's from the debut album. Was never a single. Yeah, and it was a new song for me that I kind of just fell in love with while yeah. listening to Joe the last few weeks. Um. And it was weird because I immediately had thoughts of Merle Haggard yeah. when I listened to it. So much so that I was like, is this is this maybe just a Merle song that I've yeah. never heard that's a cover because it sounded so much like a Merle song? Like music, lyrics, delivery, like to a T, I was like, this screams Merle. Yeah. And then doing some digging and research, well, it all makes perfect sense. It was co-written by uh, Red Lane, who for many years was a guitarist and songwriter for Merle Haggard. Wow, yeah. so that makes sense then. Okay, yeah. and okay. also in Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah, back on apparently. Um, just he Heck wrote quite yeah. a few songs, but uh, two of my personal favorites in country music that he wrote is Merle Haggard's "My Own Kind of Hat." I love that song. Yeah, yeah, and uh, John Conley's "Miss Emily's Picture." Oh my gosh, straighten it every day. <laughs> <laughs> John Conley, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've been loving that song more every time I listen to it. Listen to it a lot in the last two weeks. Yeah, and it finally just hit me in the last few days. What it really reminds me of is it has some real vibes of it sounds shares a lot of sounds with like um, Merle Haggard's Rainbow Stew. Oh, that kind of uh, sound that's a good music song too. Yeah. And the lyrics just are words that I can hear Merle singing. Yeah, uh, like the end of the courses. I'm jukebox crazy, swinging door lonely, and bar still bound. So pour another shot of liquid heartache and light up another burn me down. Holy cow. Like, that is that's a Merle Haggard <laughs> song. But man, Joe yeah. knocks it out of the park. It's just Absolutely. fantastic. Dang. So moving on moving to the big on. four. Number four. I keep doing that. I keep I'm so excited about this playlist that <laughs> I keep pressing play on it. <laughs> it's the big diff energy just flowing through you. You can't, you just can't. You can't stop it. No, it's unstoppable, unshakable. <laughs> well, I'm just. What can you do? Yeah. You know, what can you do about it? <laughs> My number four is a song we've already talked about a little bit. Honky tonk attitude. Nice. This song is way up there for me. It's a good one. I I feel like it is a mixture of so many things that I love about nineties country. Yeah, because, you know, it's got uh, like you mentioned in the video, like you've got the line dancing and it's it's so much fun with how he um, one thing that I loved was how you've got like these really long instrumental pieces in the song mm -hmm. and yeah, they're just tearing it up. Like yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of like a like a Travis Tritt jam song from back. Oh, back yeah. In the day, yeah. You know, like it actually does have some blistering guitar riffs and stuff like that. But uh, then you've got the video where he's just kind of like owning the room, like just the <laughs> the energy that we spoke about yeah. already. Yeah. It's just flowing freely through the audience. He's walking out onto like this ledge and out of nowhere appears this microphone stand that he <laughs> starts singing into. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Like they, they easily could have made that cheesy. Yeah. But it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Well, they were, I think there was one point where they were even doing like those ZZ Top guitar dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah get it, Joe. 
Friday night, get right off target. And then the choruses is like super catchy too. But there's there's one more thing that um, stuck out to me with this song that I absolutely love is the bass. They, um, I guess it's kind of after one of like the super long instrumentals where they have like that extra verse near the end. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? They the way they drive the bass reminds you so much of a Brooks and Dunn song. Mm-hmm. Like how because Brooks and Dunn they were heavy on the bass yeah, too. You it know? was thick and thumping. Yeah, and it just thumps through the entire yeah. verse. It's like a really consistent note, whatever they're playing, but it is cool. Yeah. Like it's one you can just crank it up and I feel like too like ninety nineties country bass players are just underappreciated yeah. treasures. Like wow. Yeah, just like the cat we talked about last week that had played on like <laughs> everybody in nineties. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's been everywhere. Yeah. He's been everywhere, man. <laughs> so that's my number four. It's a good four. I had it, you know, at eight, but like it, it is four worthy. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's just so hard to replace your favorite Joe Diffie songs. I won't fault you for that because I understand. Yeah. Well, number four for me would be uh, everyone's favorite shade of green, which is John Deere. John Deere green. It's it's good. Yeah. It's just. It's iconic, and it, it's crazy to think that he hated the song. At yeah, first. like, like at he first he it. was like, "I don't know if I'm about this." Yeah, but I guess that maybe like just the way the demo was cut, like not not for Joe. Yeah, he surely made it for Joe. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, <laughs> and I feel like you know, like there's probably a lot of people that that's probably their favorite Joe Diffie song. Yeah, I would say so. Like that's like that kind of goes hand in hand with Joe Diffie. Like that's the that's. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be the the song that yeah. people will be like, "Oh yeah, Joe Diffie, John Deere Green." Yeah, and I think it is a number one worthy song. It's yeah. just once again, not for me. Like, yeah, I love the song. I'll jam it, sing every word to it. Yeah. Um, this one peaked on the charts at number five, in like towards the end of November of '93. Mm-hmm. Um, written by uh, songwriter uh, Dennis Lind, who we've talked about in previous episodes. We've mm-hmm. learned some things about him. Also wrote writing credits on some fantastic songs in the era. Uh, Colin Baton Rouge. Huge. Goodbye, Huge. Earl. <laughs> Queen of my double wide trailer. Same oh, Earl. Shared same universe. Earl. Yeah. And <laughs> had a ball Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's all over now. And it sure, <laughs> sure is, Monday. is Monday. It sure is Monday. <laughs> but, man, uh, yeah, just a awesome song with a great story i feel like he's one of those people that does a great job as like conveying a story through song and like come you know having a resolution yeah like really giving you that movie trailer feel like oh here's what's happening let me hit you with it yeah yeah in john okay um number three sir number three for me well what you know it's john deere green wow on a hot summer night. On a summer night. You remember what he wrote? I think he wrote, Joe Diffie loves the <laughs> Chattahoochee podcast. Uh, yeah. Letters three foot high. Yeah. <laughs> and the heart keeps shining through, yep. you know? <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> In John Deere. This is one of the most singable country songs of all time. Yeah. Like... I would like to be in a crowded room of 
which, you know, usually that is my nightmare to be in a crowded room anywhere with any number of people. But uh, if everybody knows this song and loves this song and somebody starts playing it at full volume, that would be something to hear. You know, in John, it's like a billion people singing along. That's what heaven is going to be like, I think. That's that's my heaven. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining anyway. You just see the water tower off on the horizon that says Billy Bob Loves Sterling. <laughs> and you're amongst family. Everyone knows all the words yeah. to John Deere Green. Yeah. St. Peter told him he should have used red. But, you know, it good, looked good, good to Charlene. So. <laughs> oh, we're so stupid. I love it. <laughs> so, yep, that's my number three. And it's getting pretty serious here. It is. There's uh, only so many spots left and so many more amazing songs from Joe Diffie. Okay. Number three. Here we go. Um, This one's a a story as old as time. The tale of a man in his truck. Pickup man. Hey, I never knew you were a pickup man. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Like, where do you begin there? There's just so much good. Yeah. I'll begin at the beginning, which is what pulls you in, yeah. is that opening riff where they play yeah. the f- first uh, bit of that lick, the and then the bang. bass comes in and plays yes. the second part of it with it. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm invested. <laughs> I'm invested. Where is this going? I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for what do you got to say. <laughs> but just lyrically the amazing, uh, great delivery from Joe. The music video. Oh, yeah, it's something else. It's very 90s country vibes. And yeah. I love it. It feels like the Little Liza Jane video to me. Very much so that. Um, and I'll tell you, from watching the video, I learned that there's like three major uh, styles of haircuts in that. There are <laughs> mullets. Yeah. There are perm. Perms. Yeah. And then there are permed mullets. <laughs> so that's, that's what you're seeing a lot that's of. That's what you got. Yeah. And they Pick look great. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So interesting, this released in uh, late fall of 94, uh, Diffie's longest-running number one hit, Yeah, as you can imagine. Yeah. It was popular then. It was popular years after it was used in uh, truck commercials, of course. Like, like, how are yeah. they going to pass up on that marketing right. opportunity? Um, but staying at, stayed atop the charts for almost the whole month of December. Whole month of December. So all the things that are going on in December and country – Christmas songs releasing. Yeah. If it's at number one for the whole month of December, is does that make it the best Christmas song of 1994? I mean, can't argue with the facts. No. The numbers don't lie, you know. Much like the heart, numbers yeah. don't lie. You heard it here. Best Christmas song of 1994, Pick Up Man. <laughs> Let's add it to the the Chattahoochee yeah. playlist yeah, yeah, for, for a- Christmas <laughs> Honorary number one. So you're telling me that when people used to come sing Christmas carols at your door, they didn't sing Pickup Man? <laughs> we can we can we just start like okay, we can plan now for um, next December to do some we, yes. caroling, nineties country, just nineties country. That's all we're singing. <laughs> I'm gonna see like a group of twenty people. You like, could set. <laughs> A bucket of rest to a brand new machine, like once around the block, 
You know what I mean? We're singing the whole song, yeah. too. Like, we're only going to make it to three or four houses, but it's going to be worth yeah. it. So, If you shut the door in our face, we're singing the whole discography. Yep. So, get yep. ready. Track two, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope that we uh, that that you drew a good record, because yeah. we're singing them all. Every one of them. <laughs> well, my number two. It's pickup man, so nice. we keep doing this. We're just just a hair off, you know. But <laughs> the same songs in mine, <laughs> just the mullet hair off. You can set my truck on fire. I remember hearing this song so often as a kid and loving it every single time. I was thinking know? about that today. It, it feels like it played as much as hearing like Chattahoochee play on the radio, uh, Friends in Low Places play yeah. on the radio. Like it had a lot of radio time. Yeah, absolutely. And like you're talking about the uh, how good the guitar is on the intro, like I haven't tried to play this song because I feel that it may be out of my reach for mm-hmm. what I can actually do. Like here lately, like me and you both have been playing guitar for like over half of our life at yeah. this point, like a long time, but we never really had the need, I guess, to play like lead country sadly stuff sadly, you know yeah. i mean i i kick myself now for not making myself do this when i was 14 yeah you know because like so the other day i decided maybe i'll learn how to do some of that or attempt to learn how to do mm-hmm. some of that so i looked up a uh, a, tuto- a tutorial of uh that's that word is really difficult for me to say <laughs> apparently but um i looked up the um alan jackson Who's cheating? Who? His yeah. version of that. It is really hard to play on guitar. There's a lot going on on that. Yeah. It is so hard to play. Like, like, obviously we we love all this stuff and we love these songs and how they're played and how they sound. And but I have a brand new respect for these dudes that do like this chicken picking stuff. It's crazy. It's so difficult. It's a lot to micromanage there. Like I was trying to learn a part in that song, and it was it it's definitely more difficult than any like metal riff I ever yeah. learned how to play. Like by far. It really blows your mind how it's complex crazy. a lot of it is. It's crazy. And how people like Vince Gill just will like shred and just yeah. like, you know, talking to you about what they ate for breakfast and just shredding like oh my gosh. <laughs> cool and upsetting <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Man. Like it's not fair. Yeah. So yeah, brand new respect for the, those those cats that can do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the bass player who also plays yeah. the licks on Pickup Man with him just yeah. Oh my gosh, it's good. Okay, well, uh, number two for me. I'm surprised you didn't have this one here somewhere. Third Rock from the Sun, my number two. It almost almost, almost made almost it. Almost made it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love this song. I I didn't know how much I love this song until yeah, you know, Joe Diffie episode came along. Right. Um, I feel like it's less a toe tapper and more of a honky tonk stomp. Yeah, like I feel you. Yeah, it kind of straddles a fine line for honky tonk country and like kind of almost some real rock and roll vibes. Yeah, and I love it. Man, it is just it's loud. It's in your face. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So, like, it really, like, um, commands your attention from the get-go to where yeah. you're invested and you have to really pay attention to hear what's happening because it all happens so fast. 
is there a song that this song reminds you of as far as like the way the song is built and how it drives and like how the whole story plays out and stuff like that? Not off the top of my head. Like it definitely has like, I feel like there's some comparisons to be made, but there's not yeah. one in particular I can pull from. I would say you got one for this. I do. It reminds me of how pop Papa love mama feels. Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. How you get like this crazy story in Very like this similar, three yeah. minute song. Like it's just like this insane story. Just like Papa Love Mama, you know. Which is interesting because I'm pretty sure in the interview that he said that um Garth also wanted third rock from the sun. Yeah. So like yeah. That's well, crazy. I can't have third rock from the sun. I can have Papa Love Mama. That's yeah, you know, hand in hand. Yeah. That's a cool comparison and cool background album. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah, and you know, uh what well, awesome guitar licks, uh voice modulation from Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a number one track, um the opening track of the record, his opener at live shows. And the first five songs that are on the track, so listed one through five, all those were released as singles from that album. Yeah. And they all chart charted. So like I feel like this song kind of sets the tone yeah. for that album. I I bet you never I let me think. If you went if you took a time machine back to I don't know, back to some point in the seventies or eighties mm -hmm. and told I don't know, Johnny Cash that there would be a hit country song with the lyrics Waitress called the cops, said she saw it all. It said a giant alien landed. has landed at yeah. the mall. They would be like, what are you talking about? Huh? Yeah. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. This is a country song, you say? <laughs> the, the, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, turns out. Turns out. The video for that one is so wild, too. He's like standing <laughs> on that huge globe. Yeah. <laughs> which at times just looks like one of those big inflatable globes you'd have in like gym class yeah. in the 90s or something. Yeah. But he's also standing on it perfectly still. I'm like... <laughs> This is some magic of film. Steven Spielberg showed up for this one. Like E.T. back there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I love about this uh, song also is that I mentioned to you, like, you know, in, when we played music, we played some much heavier stuff. Like right. Some very heavy rock. Yeah. Loud distortion. Mm. Um, but there's like a, a Venn diagram that exists, and certain <laughs> country songs can fall perfectly in there to where they can be both a country song and like a rock and roll metal song. Yeah. That it just works either or. <laughs> and with just how rock and roll this song yeah. is on its own, I feel like this one falls there. Like you could make this a metal cover and it would yeah. be an awesome metal cover. We might have to do that. <laughs> well, they're doing like those. Bands getting back together. Yeah. Like there's some real heavy <laughs> distortion in there anyway. Yeah. And they're just like palm mutant where it really just sounds like if you really listen, it sounds like they're just doing some chugs. Like, general. <laughs> what are some songs that we cut? I know we, um, we did the Thunder, the Thunder Rolls at our album release show. Yeah. That was fun. Clifton played Slide for the first time. Yeah. And last time, good. I think. It was yeah. cool. Very cool. We, uh, gosh, we always like to do crazy stuff like that. Whether it's at practice or, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was uh, always always Joe Diffie. That was. Yeah. Vince Gill. Yeah, Vince Gill. We did, um, we decided spur of the moment 
at our last ever show to do Springsteen yeah. by Eric Church. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know why. Don't know why. It was just it like... It was pretty good. It just came out. It was real popular. And we just like, I guess like in fooling around at practice, getting ready for that show that we're like, hadn't played any of our actual songs yeah. in a long time. Like, hey, let's, let's learn Springsteen. Like, why not? <laughs> Oh, what you saying? We should be actually spending the time that we have here to like practice our own songs. Nah, we never. Nah, I'll start now. It's not who we are. It's not what we're about. <laughs> to paint to paint a picture for you, though, our last ever show was at a community center for yep. you non-locals. There's a place in West Virginia called Big Ugly. Okay. Yep, you heard that right. Yep, Big Ugly. And we played at the Big Ugly Community Center. (laughs) Our last ever show. She looks better than she sounds. (laughs) Yeah. And don't look great either. But, um, yeah, so, honestly, that went over super well because that is like... Yeah, the demographic for it is good here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but kind of at that moment, our last ever show, last ever song that we played as a band together, <laughs> that's the moment when we realized, I think we picked the wrong kind of music to play. Yeah, like, <laughs> we should have leaned into the country. <laughs> like, oh, well, I think it might be too late now, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We could have played Third Rock from the Sun. We could have. And Money, in the, Money in the Bank is another one by John Anderson oh that gosh, I think would work great. well for that. Like you can do some fantastic guitar work on that. Some squeals, you know. <laughs> you know, like a dive bomb in there. <laughs> so yeah, if y'all think you have any uh, other great country songs for that Venn diagram of can it be country and can it also be metal, throw them out there. Let's hear them. Let's discuss them. Yeah, yeah. We want we want a reason to build this Venn diagram. Yeah, help us out here. So Caleb, I think we've done it again. I really think I, I, we've I done bet it. Bet we have done it. You want to go on uh, one, two, three, go, or one, two, go? One, two, go. All right, ready? Yep. One, two. Prop, prop me, me up, up. The side of the box. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as we decided to do this this episode, I was like, "Well, obviously, that's going to be our first track." Like if I had a nickel track. for every time that we have listened to that song together, we yeah. have quite a few rolls of nickels. A lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> this song is, it's the perfect country song. And I know that's a bold statement, but yeah. gosh, it's good. I think it falls into maybe, it definitely into the top five, if maybe not even top three songs from the 90s country area. Like it's like an anthem yeah. for 90s country. Yeah. It has everything that you want within 90s country. Yeah. Perfectly added to this song and performed like it's got it all. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a hard question. Okay. Would you oh put boy. this song in somewhere in a top ten country songs of all time list? Yes. Hands down. Same. Yeah. Absolutely same. Yeah. I love this song now. Middle this was the, my first yeah. this is my favorite song when I was little. Like when I was young, this was like just the imagery of this song, yeah. Like that's the coolest song ever. It was, yeah. Oh, and like, and like the age of music videos too, when that was still a popular yeah. media. Uh, 
<laughs> man, that one was great. And I learned the other day that I guess their <laughs> probably inspiration from that was that song released and that video came out the same year that Weekend at Bernie's came out. Well, it was topical, I yeah. guess. At the time. <laughs> so Weekend at Bernie's also based off a of yeah. Joe Diffie song. Yep. They, yep. they saw the video and they're like, we got to make that. We want to make that a movie. Like ASAP, we got to turn that into a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to call Joe Diffie a director of sorts, uh, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Cardboard AJ is giving us the nod. Yep. 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 Mat- <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> now Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> It's a lot of credits under his belt. <laughs> I feel like Roadhouse had to have been at least like roughly based on his life too, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he he is Swayze in the Oh, we forgot the, the history where he rips that man's heart out. Yeah. That, it it yeah, happened. It happened. I mean, it was <laughs> international waters, like he yeah. couldn't get in trouble for it, but <laughs> it did happen. Yeah. He that, said, What'd uh, you say about the pickup man? <laughs> Give us some time. I mean, maybe check Wikipedia tomorrow. It'll and, be on there. Yep. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do tonight on Wikipedia. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've been taking notes on what we got to update. <laughs> do you think it's crazy that this song was only a number three? It only made it, it didn't make it to it's number one. Insane. It's insane. I didn't get the opportunity. I wanted to see what else was on the charts around that time. Like what could yeah. have possibly been a one or a two. Um, so we'll have to look into that. Or, or yeah. if someone in the community finds out before us, let us know. Because yeah. like, if it's if it was thought to be better than this song, like, what could it be? Yeah. Like, it had to be really good to top that. I mean, like we said, top ten country song of all yeah. time. And like you said, like, the video, like, does a great job of portraying what's happening yeah. in the song. Like the song itself paints an amazing picture. Like, yeah. let my headstone be a neon sign. Yeah, uh, fill my boots up with sand. Like you can, like you really paint that picture in your mind of what's happening yeah. in, in this song. Like I, I, I heard the song long before I saw the video, mm-hmm. and like it that was fine because like it paints it tells such a good story. Yeah, in this like this short song, that uh, like you don't. I mean, it's great to have the awesome video. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't necessarily need it to, and that's just good songwriting, yeah. you know. And certainly for a '90s country music video, surprisingly good acting. Like, yeah, it's very yeah. humorous. Like when they're walking in the bar and they're walking <laughs> up the steps, and they're they're probably used to you know going together when mm-hmm. their friend was alive. So they kind of take a moment to rest <laughs> at the top of the steps and yeah. just let him go and be like, "Oh, Bill's got it. He'll. Yeah. Why wouldn't Bill just stand there?" And he falls back down the steps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you just like sliding it's down the really seat comical. as they're sitting there. <laughs> Keeps falling out of the chair. Yeah. Put yourself together. <laughs> it's it's what what he would have wanted. <laughs> it's good. Like I um no no joke, I love this song so much that I literally got a tattoo of it the other day. It is <laughs> awesome. You think I'm joking, but I'm not at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, describe it to the people here uh artwork. I could do that. I could do that. Shout out Jake in um at West End Tattoo in Huntington. He he did it up real nice. It's a uh, it's a skeleton with um, you know, full cowboy gear on mm-hmm. down from the hat down to the boots with spurs. Yeah. He's flipping a quarter, of course. Yeah. And he is propped up beside none other than a jukebox. Wow. And um the <laughs> the text at the bottom reads 
One quarter at a time. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Once you're uh, fully healed, you'll have to share with the, uh, the the community. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> right now you guys are thinking, he's lying. It's <laughs> it's awesome and it's real. <laughs> if if 23-year-old me would, would I, I don't know. If you go back and tell 23-year-old me, like, hey, in 10 years, you're going to have a Joe Diffie theme tattoo. Yeah. I could be, I would probably be like, I doubt it, but at the same time, I could see that, you know. Totally. I mean, like, I mean, like that was one of the many. We talked about getting a lot of, like, 90s country-themed yeah. tattoos, like, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's come to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> Even better, we got a one more 40. Now I'm just going to go get uh, Ronnie Dunn tattooed on my left foot and Kix Brooks tattooed on my right foot. <laughs> They're always with me. <laughs> Every time you get in a fist fight, just take your shoes off. Yeah. Like, well, let's see what... Ronnie and Kicks have to say about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kicks, K I X. But it works both ways. It in this works situation. both ways. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does kick. So watch out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's our um, that's our top Joe Diffie tracks. What a wild ride. I know a lot of people have been waiting for this episode to come out. Yeah. He's a, I mean, a very, very popular artist for uh, the time. Yeah. And a lot of people, like a lot of people's favorites, a lot of big uh, fans of the era, big fans of Joe Diffie. Here's a, a question for you. you know, no no dat, data to back this up. But okay. How many 90s moms do you think had crushes on Joe Diffie? I'd say all of them. All of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe even some of the dads. I yeah. don't know. He I mean, was a pickup man. He had these beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. The flowing hair. I mean, he had it all. Yeah. He had all. <laughs> like, if you were just out, you know, on a get right Friday night, honky tonk kind of night, you know, yeah. getting your attitude situated, <laughs> and you walk out in the parking lot, and there beneath the glow of a cargo lamp is Joe Diffie just like in the darkness. <laughs> And you just see these beautiful locks coming out and these beautiful blue eyes. You'd be like, I am, I'm captivated. Yeah. I'm like lost in this moment. <laughs> from this moment on, you know, yeah. here I am third rock from the sun, like, <laughs> gazing at a sun here. <laughs> I feel like he went straight from like tank tops to like, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I feel like he was styled. Like Aaron Tippin at first, just like yeah. showing the guns mm-hmm. off. Then he went straight to just like the cowboy button ups, like yeah. just straight fashion at all times. Sometimes sleeveless cowboy button ups. Hey, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur <laughs> of some good sleeveless shirts. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> make my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look forward to every summer when I'm like, what can I cut the sleeves out of? Like, now's the time. <laughs> That's a polo shirt, Caleb. Hey, gotta let them breathe. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's an even cooler polo shirt. <laughs> In more ways than one. This is a uh, business casual Diffie, is what this is. <laughs> Cargo light. Says a romantic glow. It says I'm formal, but I'm here with a honky tonk attitude. <laughs> 
I wish that we could like start like a uh, like a line dancing group or something. Yeah. <laughs> here, because I don't know how to do it. I'm not a good. I want to learn so bad. Like, like I think I can. <laughs> I think I can hit it. Maybe I could pull it off. But I need to learn. You know, I need some yeah. pointers. I would be. I would be happy to learn. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about dance dancing much. I never was super good at it. You yeah. know. <laughs> I am from Logan, West Virginia. You know, it's not in my blood to be a great dancer. This isn't the damp- dancing capital of the eastern coast. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> but I would be fully willing to learn how to line dance yeah. to some of these songs, you know. I would put a ridiculous amount of time into learning to line dance and then line <laughs> dancing all the time once I know how. Yeah. <laughs> would you stop? It's like how all the kids do, like, it's, it's almost second nature for them to do, like, TikTok dances, like, you know, I'm yeah. talking about... Like it would just be us, like at the grocery store. Yeah. Like stop! Like, I'm sorry, it's just muscle memory <laughs> at this point. It. I can't. I, I can't just do it. it. <laughs> Especially grocery stores around here, they they play some '90s country haters. So like, it's that's just true. Like, trying to get some cereal and just bam, <laughs> cutting a rug. <laughs> Honky tonking all four. Yeah, honky tonk. <laughs> Like y'all didn't know y'all was coming for a show at Walmart today, did you? Neon light special. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> um, did you have any um on the fringes? Any I did. Any, any Joe Diffie tracks on the fringes of almost getting into your top tracks or honorable mentions? I sure did. Um, I don't know. We didn't talk about a night to remember. It's kind of creepy, but <laughs> listening to it like without trying to decipher lyrics too much, it's, it's a, a good, pretty. It's solid a really song. good song. It's catchy. I um, like that one a lot. It's always something. That song's okay. You know, not a obviously not a top track for me. It's, it's a good. song that I'll listen to and I enjoy, but it's just mm-hmm. with what else is out there, I couldn't I couldn't squeeze it in. Exactly. Uh, if the devil danced in empty pockets, that was right there. Of, yeah. You know, almost being in my honorable mentions and not. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised that that didn't make it in your list. Um, one that we didn't mention, but I'm sure that the community would be okay if we included it in the playlist because mm-hmm. we've done this before with shared honorable mentions. Um, but once again, it's also a track from the same album. It's the Keith Whitley covers album. Yeah. And Joe Diffie does um, No Stranger to the Rain. Oh, and it is wonderful, as you would imagine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So this, uh, I had one more that uh, I tagged on here. It's not a 90s song, and it's not a Joe Diffie song. It's a cover. There's a record that came out a while back. Um, it's like a, like a, I don't know, it's called Tribute to Tradition. It had a bunch of different artists singing, like, classic country songs like that yeah and um there's an old song called behind closed doors you've heard it a billion times this is by uh charlie rich originally yeah. right yeah. yeah silver fox yeah yeah and then uh joe diffie does that song and he knocks it out of the park i want to hear that it's great so we'll bad. listen to it out of this yes. episode it's really good ding, 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 ding. okay and then i had one more thing to say okay i have a confession uh-oh after going back through all these Diffie songs and loving every second of it, I think I might love key changes. Get out of here. 
I don't want to break it to you, but I've not had a way to start this intervention to tell you that you actually like key changes. I, think I actually love them. <laughs> uh, all these years, I thought I hated them. I think you just hate bad ones. Yeah, I hate ones that like they throw in like modern country mm-hmm. just to like somehow keep your attention for 30 yeah. more seconds and then some awful song, you know. Would you say that your love for key changes is bigger than the Beatles? It is. Wild and free like a Rolling Stone? It's, I'd say at this point it's higher than the Eagles. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I think Joe Diffie, I mean, thank you, Joe, for yeah. helping me as a 33-year-old man realize that I finally, I've, I've come to the terms that I like key changes. Cats Good out ones. Of the bag. Yeah, I mean, it's out there now, so. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Everybody that's listening consistently is like, yeah, we know. We've yeah, known we this know. for 17 episodes yeah. now. <laughs> you say you hate them, you tell us how much you like a song that has key changes. Like. <laughs> You've just been in denial <laughs> yeah. for however many episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I've finally come to terms with it. I the key's key changed changes. and so has your heart. I, yeah. You know. New year, new things. New me, same old Joe, you know? Yeah. Regular Joe. Regular. (laughs) (laughs) One more, yeah. (laughs) We just need a uh, dad pun 90s country counter. Like, every time we hit one in an episode, (laughs) just ding. Yeah, we we need some kind of chime that (laughs) keeps track, keeps score, you know? Gosh, we would have been off the chart with our baseball puns on the Tim Tim McGraw episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really swung for the fences. Hey. <laughs> Threw a perfect game. <laughs> well, thank you guys again for hanging out with us for another episode. Yeah, you all are, are just truly amazing, and we're glad that you en- enjoy listening as much as we enjoy doing this. Yeah, it makes it, uh, it, makes it much – I think we would probably do this whether we had um, – like five listeners or however, I don't even know how many we have at this point, but um, we would still be doing this, but it makes it so much more fun Yeah. when um, when you guys are interacting with us on all this stuff, you know? <laughs> it's so, so fun. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, this is episode 19. And... I'm here to say that uh, it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. You know? I want to tell you guys so bad, but I can't. I'm <laughs> we have an Ooh. awesome secret to share with you guys for episode 20. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. And, you, big 20. and you're not at all ready for it. We're so, we're so excited about it. And I guess you're just going to have to tune in next time to uh to find out what we're carrying on about, you know. You you will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I get so excited just thinking about it. it. I've been so excited thinking about it that I've been like, okay, pay attention. You're on the Joe Diffie episode like make sure you're you're teaser crossed and I's dotted you've yeah. done your thorough research, but I'm just like I want to start, you know, digging into this next one. Yeah. Already. Absolutely. I mean, we've got to take it a day at a time here, but it's very difficult to do. Yeah. It's very difficult. So, yeah, you guys are just going to have to um, have to keep your ear to the ground, I guess we could say. You have to um, keep a close watch 
and um, be on the lookout for when episode 20 drops. But meanwhile, thanks for listening to episode 19. Share it with all your friends, all your family, total strangers, you know, your boss, your coworkers. Yeah. Whoever you think also will enjoy the same things that we all enjoy together. Uh, If you're new to this country club, uh, you can find us online. Uh, Check us out and follow on uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Yeah, we're on the talk. We have um, a Linktree resource where you can uh, easily navigate and find all of those social sites. You can find our episodes. You can find our playlist. So find those. Let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. We have some great, we have built some great Spotify playlists. I'll listen to them pretty regularly. Yeah. Like when I don't know what I want to hear, but I know I want 90s country. Yeah. Chattahoochee Top Tracks, Shuffle. Yeah, there's a ton of songs on there at this point. And, and by the time you guys hear this, yeah. there will be even more because every time an episode drops, we add all of our top tracks and honorable mentions from that episode. It's, I've dreamed about a playlist like this for years. Like, yeah. And here we are building it. Yeah, like, uh, I feel like every time, up until we started this podcast, every time I sit beside a fire, I just want to listen to 90s country. Yeah. And then you go, and you, like, you hit up Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and you look for a good 90s country playlist, and one of two things will happen. Either it will, number one, be, like, too short, it'll be, like, 15 songs long, and it'll be just the hits. You won't get the deep cuts. You're going to hear what you've... You hear on the radio still today because it's that popular. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, they're going to sprinkle in, like, stuff that is not at all, like, 90s country. Yeah. Like, you get that Keith Urban out of here. Like, I did not sign up for this. That is the year 2000. But that all ends now, you know. Yeah. Because we have Chattahoochee Top Tracks. Yeah. Our goal is to get them all, as many as we can that are out there. And that's why we need your all's help, too. So, when, when we miss one that you love that you think is top track worthy... Shout it out. Let us know. We'll put yeah. it on there. We'll do it. We will we'll listen. We do it. And the, uh, I mean, if you're feeling, uh, if you're not feeling very, very nineties that day, you always have our newer than nineties to fall back on. Yeah, we have the, tons of uh, great stuff on there that uh, yeah. kind of draws on our love for nineties country and uh, I feel like artists that kind of share those uh, similar vibes. Yeah, and just very original new country artists that. You just you just don't always get to hear on uh, today's um, radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It reminds me, my brother in law texted me earlier today. He he just said, "We need a version of Coulter Wall singing Oodalolly Oodalolly Golly What a Day from Robin Whoa. Hood." Like, could you good. imagine him just singing yeah. a bunch of Roger Miller songs? I'd be, into be that. good. That'd be really Would good. Listen. He had the perfect voice for for it. That'd be great. Well, until next time, we love you. We appreciate you. We're thinking about you every day and night. Yes. And, um, yeah, like we said, um, share this with everybody you know. And um, be on the lookout for Big 20. It's coming. It's coming. And we love you guys. Later days. See you.